Welcome to Chicagoland Parenting Stories. I am your host, Lisa Zimmerman. Let's get started with today's parenting story. Welcome back for another episode of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. Today we have Melissa Gonzalez. Melissa Gonzalez is the owner of Mesa Birth. She is located in the western suburbs. She is a certified Lamaze professional and a semi-retired postpartum and birth doula. We are recording today on June 12th, and this is episode number two. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Lisa. I am so glad to be here. So, I am Melissa Gonzalez, and I'm a Lamaze certified childbirth educator, and I have two kids. I have a son, Miles, who is 21, and another one, Danny, who's going to turn 18 real soon. Oh, that's exciting. So it seems like from social media posts, your children still seem to like to hang out with you. How is that possible? Isn't it remarkable? I think things have really changed since we were kids, for sure. I just I read an article in the Chicago Tribune this weekend talking about how parents are bringing kids to concerts and how when we were kids, we would have never dreamed of going with our parents to a concert. So I think the world has changed. And I also think I just I really like my kids as people. They just are really interesting people to know. And I'm just so glad. And I think they think I'm kind of interesting and cool too. And I could not even begin to tell you how that happened. It was just a miracle. And I'm so happy. You just must be that cool. Maybe. That's all there is to it, right? <laughs> Thank you for saying so. <laughs> okay. Um, if you had to describe your parenting style, what would it be? Yeah, I was thinking about this. And I think there's two words that come to mind with my with my parenting style. And one is relaxed and one is attached. So Attachment parenting was kind of a, a buzzword in the early 2000s when my kids were little, and it's similar to what we call gentle parenting now. But so back in those days, gosh, it sounds like a million years ago, right? But the attachment parenting people were doing things. Some have gone mainstream, like trying to have fewer paid medications during their birth and doing extended breastfeeding and things like that. But it was really a focus on creating a secure attachment with your kids. So things like not doing cry it out and things like that necessarily. It's just it's it's gentle and respectful and kind. So that's kind of what that was about. And then the relaxed part came in is that I'm a kind of a relaxed person anyway. And I, I love the idea of like free range kids. And as a doula and a Lamaze teacher, too, I know a lot about providing nonjudgmental support. And I think the more we can do that with our own family, as well, it really makes for kind of a nicer atmosphere at home. That's the hard one though, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Practice, Without practice, disclo- practice. <laughs> exactly. Without disclosing your age, which generation are you a part of? I am proud to be a member of Generation X. All right. Go X. Yes. And how would you describe how you were parented then? So back in the seventies, things were quite, quite difference. And both my parents worked, which was a little bit unusual then. Like there still then a lot of my friends had moms who stayed home, who made them snacks when they came home from school and that whole thing. But since my mom worked and back then there really was not kind of an infrastructure of childcare the way there is now. So there wasn't summer camps and there wasn't after school care, things like that. So my brother and I spent a lot of time alone, like alone in the house, taking care of ourselves. And that was kind of normal then. But Looking back on it, I feel like the the not so great side is I did feel lonely at times. And then, but on the plus side, my parents really wanted to raise us to be independent. And I think they did a really great job of that, like getting us ready to be adults and out of the house. 
Hmm. That is interesting food for thought because yeah, I could see where there would be a, a little bit of loneliness, but I feel the same way that by my son's age now, I was at home every day in the afternoon watching my br little brother. So, right. I mean, you can see how it is definitely different now. And it's interesting because I don't know if those are pressures that come from within us or if they're pressures that come externally to us with being more worried about what more people think in terms of you leaving your child home alone and or is the child old enough and ready to? I mean, I guess it depends on your child. Right. For those of you that don't know or understand how you help families, can you describe the work that you do? I will. You know, I started calling myself a birth professional a few years ago because it encompassed all my different roles as a childbirth educator and a doula and some other things I used to do, placenta encapsulation and things like that. But as a birth professional, my job is really to provide support to parents during the childbearing year. These days, I'm doing mostly Lamaze childbirth education. So that's getting prenatal parents thinking about the birth process and what's works for them as a family, what works for them as a couple, if that's the situation, and just getting them ready for this huge, life-changing, enormous change in their lives. That's what I'm there to do. I'm there to help them with emotional support, physical support as a doula, and a lot of informational support so they can make decisions that are best for them. What is your favorite thing that you do about the, you love about the work you do? You know, people need so much help during the childbearing year and don't really get it around here. I mean, and when I say around here, I mean the USA in 2023. Historically, you know, we took really good care of our parents and considered that first three months after the baby was born is like a precious sacred time. And clearly that is not the case these days. If I'm able to come in and just provide a little bit of help and make these parents feel a little more confident and a little happier and a little, it's, it's, it's hugely rewarding because the, the need is so extreme and it's really so easy to help. What is the biggest challenge with the work that you do right now? The biggest challenge for me is not telling people what to do. And it's funny as a new doula, and I don't know if you had this experience, but I find when people are new to the birth world, they want to tell everybody everything because it's so exciting. It's so different from what you've known and heard all your lives. And then I think if you, as you continue with the work for a while, you learn more about non-judgmental support, which means you're not offering advice where it's not asked for. And I got to a place where I thought, well, pretty much everybody knows what I do. If they have a question, they they will ask. And if they don't, then it's really none of my business. But you know what I find, and I think it's my age, I feel like I'm having a harder time now. It's like, you know, you think about old ladies who say to people, you should put a hat on that baby. <laughs> I feel it happen. <laughs> I'm not it's acting on it, but I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then that's hard too, because it's, but it's something you've done your whole life and you, you really are trying to help and come from the altruistic point of view, but it doesn't, not always going to feel that way to the other person. Right. But then being a doula, you're also not. thinking about that too. Right. You know, I read a quote that said, unsolicited advice is always considered perceived as criticism, like always. I thought, oh, wow. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I remember going for a walk, the first walk with the baby. Um, it was in March of 2012. And this was one of the first times we had one of those crazy heat waves, right? So it's 80 degrees in March and everybody's like, oh my gosh, and we're outside in t-shirts and everybody's happy. And my husband is taking a picture of me in front of the front porch with the baby 
you know, just like this is our first outing. I am ginormous, uncomfortable, not happy about a picture, but, you know, saying, no, I'm just going to document this time because it's important. And some dude on a bike, and I always remember him as like a 50-year-old that did not have children with a long ponytail. I don't know if that actually <laughs> happened, but that's how it happened in my head. Screamed right. at me, put a hat on that baby from his bike in the middle of my street. And oh I started gosh. crying and was like, oh my God, you know, and of that was course. my first like foray into unsolicited parenting advice, which right. now I try to never give any of it. Right. Um, and just to try to help, you know, and sometimes I'll wink or I'll smile or something where, you yes. know, um, but now I tell my new parents all the time, like my fantasy is that you go out and you see a toddler that's having a tantrum on the floor and then you realize, well, they made it through the newborn period. Right. And then, you know, just trying <laughs> to keep it light and fluffy. Right. Did you always want to be a parent? You know, I don't, it really wasn't a part of my thing. I, again, I think it's the generation X thing. We grew up with, I think there's an idea like kind of traditionally female stuff was really kind of bogus. So I remember thinking as like a kid in junior high, like, like the worst things you could be if you grow up was like a stay at home mother or a secretary. And in fact, I worked at both of those things very happily for many years. <laughs> like they're really great, but it's funny. Like it was really kind of baked into my brain. But it wasn't until I, I had my kids kind of late. So it wasn't until I hit my 30s. And then that biological urge really kicked in. And then I was like staring at babies on the beach. And it's weird. It's very powerful. It is. At what age of your child do you think that you really start parenting them? I kind of think you start in utero. Because if you define parenting as putting somebody in front of yourself... It really starts then, right? Mm -hmm. Because parenting is so much like get, you know, it's all about them. It's all about them. And that's a pretty new thing when you first do it. But the idea is that parenting is a journey where things are constantly changing. So also getting into that mode, like this is the appropriate way to parent my child who is in utero. This is the appropriate way to child to parent my six-week-old, my two-year-old, my 12-year-old. Like it changes so much. There's nothing constant but change. So I think once you kind of get into that headset, then you're really a parent. I totally agree. Do you feel like you had to parent your children differently? Like Between you the had two to be a different parent for each, slightly different parent for each child? I think so. You know, they're, they're different people. And it reminds me that sometimes I need to get out of my own way in order to parent my children appropriately. You know, one of them really reminds me of me. So it's hard not to have reactions that are too large. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. when he does things that remind me of me, that's when I need to get out of my own way and be like, my role as a parent is to model behavior and be understanding and provide some guidance and kind of that's it. Okay. Uh, did the pandemic change anything about your parenting? I did. You know, my kids, my older son was a senior in high school. Poor kid was class of 2020. Mm. And my younger one was a freshman in high school. And we were all thrown together. Like this was not what we were expecting for that year. Like everybody, my husband was working from home. We were all at home. At any rate, for parenting, I decided just to focus on mental health. Like that was the most important thing happening. You know, I... I Can you give an example of like how you were doing well, that or the types of things you were doing or talking about during that time as a focus? So I would say in particular, you know, I was kind of surprised just anecdotally to hear other parents kind of getting on their kids about things like grades and stuff. 
you know, and this is like spring of 2020 and fall of 2020 when it was like not clear that, I don't know, it felt to me like the world was coming to an end, right? So getting on my kids about grades and stuff like that just felt like not a good thing to me. So what did I do instead is just to try to bring some joy into the house, to be very relaxed about school and things like that. And again, I would say kind of modeling behavior, like how, how can we take care of ourselves during this time? What's most important? What's most important is us getting along as a family and staying healthy and getting us all on the same page like that, I think was really helpful for us. That was a very, very tough time. Golly. Yeah. I don't even know how I made it through. It's all a big blur right now. But somehow we made it through and we were in like a 900 square foot house. And somehow we all were in that same house working and going to school together. But I'm not sure exactly how we did it, but it's so funny. It's like, then you get through it and then it's done. And then you're like, well, I hope we never have to go back there. It really feels like the first post COVID summer, doesn't it? Like people are just going hog wild and want to get every chance to be together. And it's an interesting time. I'm very curious to see this in 10 years time, how. Last year was very tough because in our line of work, there was a lot of issues with babies getting sick. And so it really wasn't a COVID problem, but it felt like an extension of COVID between the RSV, the formula crisis, all the things that were happening. It just seemed like it just kept hitting new parents. And so not that there are not stressors right now at all, but I do feel like you're right where we're kind of in this time where it's like the stressors that are there are not as universal. They're more very um, true. Yes. That, yeah. Like family specific, that. you know, right. the client right. that I have right now, whose husband's a truck driver who is by herself with a one week old post cesarean, mm. that's a crisis for her, yeah. but it's not something that we're all experiencing together. Right. So in that way, I hope that means that they're going to get more support or have more people in their lives that are available to them because they're not also going through something at the same time, because right. it was very hard to not only be there for the people that needed you, but also to be there for yourself and to do the things you were supposed to do. Okay. So we are in the lightning round of standing questions. So these are just kind of like silly questions that I think are just really fun that um, kind of will help new parents or expecting parents to understand that even though we may like we have look like we have it all together, sometimes we don't. So you're at home and the pacifier falls on the floor. Do you pick it up and wipe it off? Do you wash it off or do you throw it away? I think I'll probably give it a quick rinse under the faucet. Okay. What is your most embarrassing parenting moment? I have had so many. And one, <laughs> one, that, I pick? <laughs> one that jumps out at me. So, you know, it's funny. I always kind of imagined when I thought about being a mother, I thought I would have a nice little girl who was like, had her nose stuck in a book. This is my image of what I'm like, which actually is not true either, but like this nice, quiet, studious girl with her nose stuck in a book. And instead I got these like wild, wild boys who were, they're great. They've grown into lovely young men, but as children, there was a, there was a, anyway. So what sticks out of my mind is being at the children's museum with my son, who was maybe two and I was really pregnant and he just had a huge tantrum and melted down. So I was carrying him out, you know, that kind of underarm thing that every toddler parent knows and was trying to get my coats and our diaper bags and stuff like that. And some random woman just came up to me and took the diaper bag from me and walked me to my car and helped us get in and then just turned around and walked away. She didn't say anything. I don't know who she was, but that 
I'll never forget how good that made me feel. I was like, I'm not a bad parent. This is not unusual. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this is normal. And I think, you know, as birth professionals, we want to normalize things a lot, right? Like this is okay. This is what happens. And just that grace that a stranger showed me was so meaningful. So it was super embarrassing, but it was also like, we're all in this together. And how can I be that person to somebody else? That's quite the story because it's hard for people to do such a strong action and not say anything. You know, like I could see like you could do the action and say something or smile or something, but just to be stoic about it and just like, I'm just going to help this woman get to her car because I get it is wonderful. It gives me chills even now thinking about it. It was just so great. If you had friendships when your children were babies, how important are those friendships to you now? And do you still keep in touch? My friendships with other parents when my kids were babies were absolutely vital. Um, Thinking before about what like things were like at the beginning of the century, you know, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have smartphones. And as a person doing attachment parenting. So there was a magazine called Mothering. I don't know if you were familiar with it, mm-hmm. but Mothering was like a real hardcore, very crunchy magazine. And they had an online forum called mothering.commune. And within that, they had a thing called Find Your Tribe. <laughs> it's also early 2000s, so I apologize for that. But anyway, within this, there was a way for people to get together. So me and a few other people on Mothering found our tribe in Cleveland and created a Yahoo group called Northeast Ohio Crunchy Moms, which then turned to APC, which is AP Cleveland, all of which is to say it's still around. It's still on Facebook. It's still only got maybe 50 or maybe 50 people in it. But it was so essential because the way we were parenting was pretty out, outside of the mainstream. You know, you would go to kind of typical mommy and me things and people would be like, you got to get that kid on a schedule and, you know, all that kind of typical mom stuff. So like meeting each other and having our, our kind of kooky things all in common really made us so strong. And now we are still friends. And there's a number of us who had kids who were born 18 years ago. So those kids are graduating from high school and they're all doing different things. And I just want to say, and when I teach my group classes in particular, I tell the new parents to plug into whatever you can as a new parent because those relationships are just such a lifeline. Nobody cares about this stuff as much as a new parent does. And nobody needs that kind of community support, I would argue, even as as parents with young children. It is really true. It is very true. What do you see as the biggest trend in parenting right now? I feel, I feel like a lot of the parenting is what I would call fear-based, which sounds like kind of a, a scary word, but I don't want it to sound pejorative. Like, well, people are acting in fear-based ways. I think people have very, every right to be acting in fear-based ways right now, right? We're just coming out of a, a time where com- everything was out of control, where things were really very frightening. And as a trend, I think parenting has been getting kind of more and more controlling, meaning that a lot of parents won't let their kids out of their sight for a minute, five minutes, two seconds, you know, and when kids are sleeping at night, like there's so much anxiety that just the idea of having your child out of your presence for even a moment, it seems like most people think that's just wrong. Like <laughs> you, you, you can't let your child out of your sight for a minute. So I think that's really challenging for a lot of people. And I would add to that, given the pandemic and given the lack of opportunities to get together with other families, 
parents of young children are really adrift right now. I think they just, they, they don't have models for how to, to, to parent right now. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's, it's a difficult time to navigate. I think for all of us. I think so too. That was in part why I created this podcast. Cause I think if nothing else, just hearing other opinions, yeah. even if it's in the comfort of your own home, cause you're not really ready to be in person with people. I think it's so important because there isn't any one way to do it. Um, and every child is different. So, you know, I always right. tell people you wind up parenting the child that you have, and that's just kind of how it goes. And so it really, a lot of it depends on the personality of your child and then what you carry through that you decided on early on and then how all that looks after time. And, you know, and I think there's part of it. Sometimes people say you have the children that you're supposed to have. They're, they're here to teach you something. And I think that's kind of a heavy message. Like I don't necessarily subscribe to that hundred percent, but I do think there's something to that and maybe seeing things as learning opportunities, you know, how can I become more patient? How can I, how can I meet this person where they're at? You know, these are all good things for life. They really are. They're definitely good lessons, especially for those of us that are parenting at the same time that our parents are growing older. And now we're actually doing both sides of it where we have to be the parent to our parents and we have to be the parent to our children. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's a whole other podcast, (laughs) but it is very tricky. But it's huge. Yes. Okay. So we're in the final round of questions. What has your child taught you the most about being a parent or your children? What have they taught you the most about being a parent? I was thinking about my baby shower when I was pregnant with Miles and my mother said, you think, you know what love is now, but wait until you hold that baby. And she was so right. And I've said it to many people since then, but it's like, you really, you really don't know. And this, not to say that like the moment your baby comes out, your head over heels in love, a lot of Mm -hmm. people, you know, that's not it, but, but oh my goodness, there's just there's really nothing like it. You know, when you hear people talk about mama bears and stuff like that, it's all very real. It's a definitely, it's a different feeling. So what have they taught me the most? It's just like, gosh, the power of love and family. And it's, it's great. I really, I kind of feel like it's kind of what we're here to do is to be in relation with other people and our children can teach us a lot about that. I think that's a great example. And I haven't thought about that for a while, but it is true. I remember like on day three, so this wasn't instantaneously at all being like, oh, I love him. And well, yeah, of course you do. And it's like, no, you don't understand. This is like, I'll jump off the bus for him. Like this is, you know, whole nother level. Yeah. Whole nother level love. What is your biggest parenting advice that you can share with new parents or expectant parents? Just a, a little nugget from your 18 years, or actually, no, 21 years. How old is your older son? I Gosh. forgot. Yeah. 21, 21, 21 years, years as a parent. Parenting. Yeah. What kind of, you know, what it your feels best like advice? even longer in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first mother's day, I was pregnant and my husband snuck a little soap in the bathroom that said mom on it. And I, I was in the shower and I saw it and I was like, <gasps> like, <laughs> it really startled me. Like I'm a mom, but um, what's my biggest advice. My biggest advice is to keep it light. And what I mean by that is to, it's a good way to tell yourself, nobody wants to hear relax and enjoy your kids because there's not a whole, there's nothing relaxing about having little kids and there's, and the moments of enjoyment can be few and far between, but you as a parent can always keep things light. And by what I mean is just try to try not to get too worked up about things. Like I was thinking this morning of stuff that made me crazy when the kids were six months old and three years old and 12 years old and it all just, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
enjoy your children. They really are a delight. And to go back to your very first question is that, you know, I felt like my parents really enjoyed us. They thought we were interesting people and they wanted to spend time with us. And I feel the same way about my kids. And I think that really does create a, a nice family dynamic. Fantastic. Well, we are out of time. Thank you again for joining us on episode two of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. And thank you so much to our guest, Melissa Gonzalez of Mesa Birth. Thank you, Melissa. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Lisa.